Oh, hi there. Welcome to Common Sense Fitness. My name is Dave. And I'm Erin. And this is the show where we talk about health, fitness, and well-being. We take away the hype and we talk about how to take a common sense approach. That's what you've come here for. All that of That is correct. Great content. Mm-hmm. How have you been, Erin? It has been a big fortnight. It has. You know, the city went underwater. It's been fun. So much has happened in the last two weeks, and I'm hoping that everything's settling down. So we've had some pretty major flooding here in Brisbane uh, and down south in Sydney. Uh, World War Three seems to have kind of kicked off. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, I had a full-on mental breakdown and quit my job. It's fine. <laughs> Everything it's fine. is fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Uh, what else has happened Mm. I mean, I feel like that is plenty. It's probably enough. I think it is. Yeah, so I'm come, I'm on a sabbatical at the moment. It's a nice place to be. It is. We all probably actually need more of that. Probably do. Mm. You should really factor that into life at some stage. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why people get long service leave, right? Yeah, why 10 years as well? Well, it's a long period of time. A long I also period think of time. it's very unrealistic. Yeah, well, well in these. Not nearly as, un- not nearly as realistic nowadays given yeah. the average length of service in a company like give me three years you don't and it how long is long service leave usually you get like uh, six months I, a year i don't actually even know we don't have it in america oh. so which is not surprising to anyone i have Ta-da. no doubt <laughs> mm, that's right oh yes and i've also like been it's not covid but i got mega sneezy coldy fluey thing I had to surreptitiously go to the chemist and try and get a rat test and pretend that I wasn't sick. Just get a bit of eye cream, get some hand wash. Oh, while I'm here, I might as well get a rat test. Oh, look, it's always good to stock up. It was. <laughs> Got to have it. Okie dokie. So today on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about exercising boredom, shaking things up. Mm. So yeah, I guess talking about shaking things up, quitting jobs, things starting. We want to talk a little about... Your fitness journey and your, as in your collective fitness journey, everyone's (laughs) fitness journey, maybe some red flags to look out for when you become a little bit bored or things aren't panning out how they used to or how you think they should. Mm, Yeah. Mm. I think it's so common. You know, I I think about all of the years that I've had in the industry and, you know, when, when being at a gym is your job. You see people come and go and you see people come really consistently for a while and then they just disappear. Or you see them come a couple of times and you're like, oh, that person seems cool. And then never see them again. Or they come, you know, for two weeks and then they're gone for a month and they come back for two weeks and they're gone for, you know, another six weeks. So, Mm. you know, that really intermittent. What do you reckon, Dave? I think it's probably, I'd almost say 5% of any exercising population is doing it super consistently this is maybe like a portion of the phase we don't consider with exercise behavior we all think about the initial i've got to get started yeah and then i've got to keep the ball rolling yeah but when you start to probably go beyond six or 12 months when you're really cemented into a routine yeah what that looks like uh yeah you're probably right over time um I don't know, what do you say, 5%? I'm, I'm thinking that, and I guess the way I'm coming up with that is I'm not looking at 5% of the people who might have a, well, maybe 5% of the people who might have a gym membership, mm-hmm. um, but 5% even of the general population. It's a very small number of people, I think, that exercise 
really regularly for a very long period of time. Mm. So you might you might hit that six months, you might hit that year, but often something happens and we get a little bit derailed and it's so much harder to get back. Mm. I'm probably not a great litmus test for that because to be fair, I probably work with a group of people who are the most likely to keep coming back or who probably yeah. have a, so in group fitness, having a pretty cemented um, behavioral pattern around coming. Yeah. Whether that's, a positive or a ne- positive or a negative, but um, you know you've got people who have been doing the same thing for many many years, and we'll talk about some pros and cons of that later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if it was in that sort of five percent of people. Yeah, and I think you know it's interesting that you bring that up about the group fitness because I think that really does speak to how important the the community is and mm. the, you know, it doesn't have to be a community that you necessarily, you go and have coffee with these people, but it might just be that I like that instructor and I like mm. going to that instructor's classes. I like their vibe. Mm. And um, sometimes just or, the atmosphere of the class. Yeah, absolutely. Being around, yeah, just having people around you is enough mm-hmm. to call it a community. Yeah, even if yeah. you're not really connecting one-on-one with other yeah, people. Yeah, you don't actually have to. And, no. it's, and it can still be a super powerful thing. It's mm. a huge thing in terms of that longer term consistency is mm. that, that that connection to something. So if we look at that journey of, okay, we've started exercising regularly, we've found a groove. Mm. And then at some stage, just like anything in life, whether it's a job or a relationship, things are going to mutate and change over time. Your needs are going to change. Your schedule might change. Absolutely, Things are going to pop into your life, which are going to cause that routine to need to alter. Uh, either because of your time or or you're no longer getting out of it what you were originally getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you maybe give us a few different different red flags to look out for or or things in your mind to be aware of that maybe signals it's time to change something up? Or Yeah. So I definitely think... You know, life happens, right? And one of the big things that I try and work with with my clients is looking at what's realistic, right? Mm-hmm. What are the logistics around your current lifestyle? What are your other demands? And how do we fit exercise around that? Because we know that there's always going to be other demands. And frankly, most of them are a little bit more of a priority. And we could argue till we're blue in the face about mm. should it be and you know, physically, probably not, but the reality is that you, know, you still got to pick your kids up from school or get to work on time so you don't get fired, all of these sorts of things. Um, but I think it's when you start, I think the biggest red flag for me is when we start looking at those other things in life, it keeping you from exercising yeah. and you are not fighting that as much, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, as in, you're not actively trying to push back on it. Right. You're not actively trying to find, all right, well, fighting I for the time. Yeah. To do the thing. Yeah. I can't, you know, well, I can't make it to my normal spin class, mm-hmm. but you know, there is that one that I don't go to as often. That's, a, you know, an hour later, mm. I could go to that. I just don't like it as much. Yep. So you're not maybe as, interested in trying to persevere and i think that's a huge huge indicator that you know it's maybe time to change gears a little bit and look at well okay why am i not fighting for this so much Mm. and what is it about this that's that i'm not as excited about anymore Mm -hmm. i suppose yeah um yeah, there's a lot of factors that come into our enjoyment of exercise yeah routine's obviously a big part of it 
Oh, you, yeah. It can get really, once you cement a routine, it can be a little bit tricky to try and operate outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. This, yeah. And I think you mentioned that word, enjoy. And I think to me, that's the heart of it, right? It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you enjoy it, it's going to work for you so much better. So I can give you a subpar program, something that eh, it'll do, but maybe it's not going to get you the best results the most efficiently, so the quickest, the easiest, et cetera, et cetera. But you might love it. And if you love it and you're like, totally going to do that every single day, I freaking love it, cannot wait. Cool. If I give you that versus the most optimized, personalized, perfect program that you're like, I hate it. God, I have to do that. All right, well, I did it Monday, though. I don't have to do it today. The subpar is going to win hands down every single time because you're still doing something and you're still getting something. And that's going to be way better than the perfect thing that you don't do Mm. because you don't like it. Exactly. It's all about enjoying it. I think enjoyment and that carving out time are probably two of the if not the most important parts of, mm, of creating a healthy routine, doesn't necessarily matter what you're doing, as you said. Yeah, as long as you're yeah. carving out time and you're making that realistic and that you enjoy it, doesn't and you're not hurting yourself. It doesn't really matter. It, that is key to continuing. <laughs> to continuing, you know, it, it less it matters less about what you're actually doing to a to a pretty large degree. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. So I guess you know I want people to be looking forward to. to doing whatever it is that they're going to do. Mm. Um, And that can be, I love the movement. That can be, I love the people that I see when I go there. I love that instructor. I love that coach. I love how I feel afterwards. And and I think that's another important point. I was just saying before we, before we hit the record button, I didn't want to go to the gym this morning, but I knew that I'm going to feel a lot better and I'm going to be really glad I went. And it didn't, it wasn't that I actively didn't want to go. It was just, I don't know. I could stay in bed an extra hour. That'd be fine. Mm. <laughs> um, but I went and I'm glad I did. And it was a great workout and I had a lovely time with lovely people. So even though I wasn't maybe excited about it, it was still a, a net positive and a big positive. And I can't think of too many times in my life where I haven't yeah, felt better at the, at the other end of a yeah. workout or that I've regretted it maybe once when I was not feeling great and I really should have stayed at home. Yeah. But I th- building up some of that resilience in your mind as well within reason uh, and yeah. going, if, if you're in that space, you know, it's okay to have a day off sometimes oh, totally. when you're not really vibing it, but then other times having that in your toolbox of like, Oh yeah. When have I, you know, when was the last time I didn't enjoy working out? Oh, I tend to feel a lot better afterwards or mm. I sleep better, etc. So having that yep. in your toolbox to be able to talk yourself off that ledge can be. Yeah. Beneficial. Or even just as a, as a benchmark, because yeah. maybe you can look at it and say, well, when was the last time I felt, I did enjoy it. And if you were consistently mm. looking at that and being like, that's such a drag. And I, you know, if you are in the gym and you're doing your reps and you were just sitting there and being like, dear God, when will this end? Mm-hmm. I would argue that maybe it's time to look at something different. It's a, it's a bit of a red flag there. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah it's probably definitely worth keeping stock of how you historically felt about something. Mm. And novelty is always going to wear off. And absolutely, it's, may not be as fun as it was when it first started and that's okay. Yeah. I think people get a little bit, mm, 
Well, our expectation, I think, is that we should always be, oh my God, this is so amazing. Go, go, go. Harder, mm. harder, harder. Work mm. it, work it, work it. This is great. And it's finding that line between one of our previous episodes, doing the work isn't always fun. Right. And that's okay for a couple of sessions here and there when you are trying to achieve a specific outcome or just need to really make something happen, i.e. my hideous glute workout on Monday and how I currently (laughs) feel. Um, That was necessary uh, in order to get to my goals and it will get better. It was fun in a sadistic, horrific way and my PT enjoyed it thoroughly, making me do all sorts of awful things. (laughs) But yes, sometimes if it's no longer fun overall – then yeah, you need to be yeah. maybe exploring what, what else you can be doing. and Yeah. And you know, it can be as simple as just, you know, if you've been doing the same gym program, the same weights program for the last 18 months and you're bored with it, well, it's not maybe the weight so much as that specific setup. So you mm. know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a drastic change, but I think looking at change is, well, it's not a bad thing. No, it's not only going to benefit how you're feeling about it, but also your body you're talking about doing the same yep. workout there. Yeah. Our bodies are incredibly lazy and efficient. Oh, right? yeah. So the, <laughs> Absolutely. if you're doing the same thing again and again and again, your body is going to go, oh, I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. I'll make this really efficient. And that's when we start to get into the rate of diminishing returns, right? Where yeah. our the effort we put in, the output coming out, the gains we're getting start decreasing, 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 decreasing because our body is just so used to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is only, you know... Yes, we can keep adding weights. Yes, we can keep altering reps. But sometimes, a prime example for me is uh, one of my programs, I teach body attack, a lot of push-ups right in the middle, like five minutes of push-ups. And I could maybe do two tricep push-ups ever in body attack and on, on my toes and I would do the rest on my knees. And it wasn't until I started weight training with a barbell Surprise, surprise, um, <laughs> that I was able to build up enough strength, you know, after doing that for three years and being able to only do a few tricep push-ups to maybe six months of weight training with a light to moderate barbell, suddenly now I can pretty much do the whole five minutes on my toes because I trained those muscles in a different way. Yeah. So there's a lot to be said about, even though I'm technically using the same muscle groups, I was working in a different way. Instead of using body weight in a particular position and angle, I was using a barbell and I was working, you know, supporting muscle groups and um, uh, antagonistic muscles. And that helped me get further. Yeah. Same outcome, different way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And probably more interesting. Yeah, it is. From a, you could do a million push-ups, and yeah. at the end of it, probably not even close to the end of it, you're going to be like, I never want to do another push-up in my life. Yes. But you could do a set of push-ups, and then a set of bench press, and then a set of shoulder press, and then some tricep push-downs, and then some this, and then some that, that continued to work that same muscle mm. group. And you could move the same amount of weight. And that is a really interesting point it would in your most logical mind make sense. Okay. To do the push up to get better at doing push ups, you do more push ups. Yeah. And you know, when but, we know exercise sciences, training specificity is king. If you want to get good at something, you yep, do that thing. That is, but, but there is other ways to do that. Uh, and absolutely. And as a human that has cross trained so much and I keep, keep discovering new cross trainings all the time where I go, why was I not doing this earlier? Why was I not doing this earlier? Um, 
to help other things that I've been struggling with for years, there's so much benefit in it. Yeah. So specificity, 100%, but being able to throw some other things in which are still doing the same kind of work but in a different way yeah. is going to not only spice up your routine, but yeah, help help you get to your goals. Yeah, keep you moving forward, Absolutely. which is mostly what we all want. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, looking at different ways to do th- the same sort of things, what are the supportive activities? You know, we talk about support too and we look at the people around us and where is our support there? That's a different um, a different kind of support that's equally helpful when we're kind of hitting that sort of feeling with our workouts, whether it's I'm bored, whether it's I'm not getting much out of this anymore. For, for whatever reason, if you're not feeling as motivated, who are you there with? Who's there for you, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Um, that can make a huge difference. I know when I'm training on my own, it's way easier to just tap out. It, yeah. and, and, you know, and that's a really common human thing. Again, we go back to our brain super efficient. Our brain will be like, eh, that's enough. Yep. Body is done. Yep. Well, again, prime example, my PT session on Monday, and this is one of the reasons I got a PT was for some accountability and to push me. Yeah. You know, he'd cooked my quads and my glutes within about the first five minutes of our 45 minute session and just continued to smash them. <laughs> and I would have stopped about a third of the way through that program if it was written out on a piece of paper. Yeah. But I had someone standing up over me going, do the thing. You can do it. And surprise, surprise, I could do the thing. It just really, really hurt. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that was my support in that, in that moment. Um, I think a lot of, I think it's a, it's a lovely romantic idea to have like a gym buddy and it's great if you can get one. Oh yeah. But I think a lot of people, it's really hard to get, you know, it's hard to find someone who's. It's the logistics, right? It's logistics. We all have enough on our plate. I think your best gym buddies are the ones you make. Yes, exactly. When you were going to the gym because exactly. everybody's kind of in sync time They're already wise. in that environment. Yep. They're already committed to doing the thing instead yep. of, you know, you're both saying on January 1st, let's go to the gym together. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to work two or three times and then the wheels will start to fall off. Yeah. I got this thing. I got a meeting. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And it, it does. It becomes a lot harder. So, you know, it, it, it can be super intimidating, I think, to look at the people at the gym with you that you've never met and maybe never even spoken to or made eye contact with. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, could they be my friend? But, mm. you know, they're probably in the same boat. It's really, it's nice to connect with those people. And, you know, just small talk is fine. But sometimes I think just knowing that, oh, that dude with the black tank top's always there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't seen him in a while. I wonder what's going on. And, you know, they come back, you catch up. It's It's a nice, natural thing. And it's it is really hard as an adult to make friends. And that's actually one of the, one of the nicer places to do it. I think in, in most, in most settings, in most situations, most gyms. Mm. And there are definitely some, uh, workout or gym environments, which are maybe a little bit more conducive. Like of course you can do it in a gym, but if you're in more of a boutique or, um, you know, house things at your, your gym. Yeah. So I imagine I've never been there, but I imagine it to be a more of a boutique specialized. You're more likely it's to, certainly, get to know people. Yeah. It's certainly yeah. more specialized. I think, um, current memberships about 70 people okay, and yeah. it's only classes and yeah. there's not, it's not classes in a group fitness sense of everybody's following along with the instructor mm-hmm. to the beat, to the music. Um, but there's just, here's the program. We're all doing it kind of in our own time. And there's yeah. lots of opportunity to chat and, and it's really encouraged. Um, and I guess because so many people there are comfortable with that, um, 
with that being the environment that you do talk to people, it's, it's a lot easier. I know I, I'm actually quite a naturally shy person. So when I first started going there, I'm like, Oh God, there's all these people. I don't know them and they know each other. and I don't want to. Um, but they were lovely and they started chatting almost straight away. Oh, what's your name? Uh, you know, how'd you get into this? Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're, they're my crew now. And mm. so even if you're doing the same thing, it, if you're finding it to be a bit boring, even trying to find a new environment to do that in could, Absolutely. Be, could be really, really beneficial. Again, I think back to like my the days when I did CrossFit or even F45, a lot of those are structured around, you know, you'd have for better or worse leaderboards, et cetera, but you got to know people by yeah. name and you got to know a little bit more about them and, you know, everyone's personality. So definitely more so than if I just walk into a big box gym yeah. and, kind of see a few similar faces so there's definitely a few environments where you can be a little bit more smaller absolutely um, have a closer-knit circle or even when i used to do triathlon training a lot of those are just inherently you're not going to have ten thousand people training together yeah and there's some big clubs but you get to know people you get to find your groove yeah and have more of that one-on-one -on -one connection and it can offer additional support and it can offer different opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice way to do it. Yeah. It's a nice way to carry yourself through those. Meh, if you feel the, it's my ultimate no mers. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, we talked a little bit about boredom, about uh, diminishing rate of returns, all those as being red flags for maybe needing to do something a little bit different. Um, well, I briefly touched on, something there's some stuff about recovery there knowing that it's important to allow sometimes I think of my exercise side of my life being a bit of a cycle yeah um, things go in cycles and in waves once you get into that established phase I'm on a bit of a phase of I've stepped back from teaching a few programs which at the moment I just don't really vibe with it as much and I go for me right now uh, I'm not getting what I want out of them anymore. Yep. Or, yeah. or they're starting to become a bit of a drain and that's a, that's a red flag for me. Yeah. That's not what you want. No. Yeah. And it's not to say I won't go back to them, but I just need a bit of a break. You know, I teach a, a pretty broad spectrum of, of class types. And for me at the moment, it's, yeah, it's two that I'm just sort of going, mm, not really teaching that right now because I just. Well, it's okay to just need a break. Exactly. It can be just that simple. Which is, it's kind of confronting actually, because I think back and I'm like, I used to just adore the energy yeah. and the excitement and the hype and I was tuck jumping higher than everyone and lunging lower <laughs> and all this kind of stuff and a million burpees. And now I'm just like, for what? Can I just please do a little bit of yoga? That'd right. I'd like to lay down now. <laughs> Are we at the meditation yet? That's what I want to do. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm hitting heavier weights now with the PT. So, um, doesn't mean I'll go back there, but uh, that I won't go back there. But for right now I've gone, this is more interesting and is more aligned with yeah. like, what I want to do into the immediate future. Yeah. So not only leaning into rest, but leaning into cycles yeah. of movement. Yeah. And you know, that's how, that's how we are as humans. We're designed to kind of we're not robots, no. right? And when we look at from, again, from an exercise science perspective, we look at high performance, um, strength and conditioning, and even, you know, skills acquisition, you go in cycles, you push, you recover, you have a lower period, you have a higher period in terms of volume or effort or intensity. Um, this is it, really how it should be. Mm -hmm. So 
don't beat yourself up if you're finding like me just i just feel like i kind of need a break there's nothing wrong with that in fact that's very normal Mm. um and and i think we've all been there Mm -hmm. and don't be scared of stepping back from something um you know you'll always get back there if, if you're wanting to or again there's been quite a few times where i've stepped away from an activity for a while trained cross trained in something else that's kind of a similar movement and come back so much stronger kind yeah of, kind of like that push-up scenario um or even in my running i took a break and i started teaching a lot of cardio based classes and suddenly my cardiovascular capacity was like through the roof yeah it ultimately helped me with my running. It was an accident because I hadn't actually planned it to happen like that. But I, I came back and I was like, oh, wow. Okay, that's a thing. Um, so sometimes you, you'll you get unexpected you know, benefits from yeah. doing different activities. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so if you've identified some of those red flags, things aren't as fun anymore, you feel like you're not getting the gains um, and you just want to mix it up, what, what do you think are some good ways to try and – find other other pathways that's a great question um well i mean there's there's finding in terms of what's out there and then there's finding what you like right Mm. so two two different uh, parallel things right Mm um i'm a big fan of exploring things that aren't purposeful exercise so going for a hike or a bushwalk um going rock climbing or going like to a rock climbing gym or abseiling if you've got the you know, so like we're in Brisbane, we're quite lucky. We've got the Kangaroo Point Cliffs and you can just do the literally in the middle of the city, drive over there, sign up for your abseiling course and you've got somebody to keep you from dying, I suppose. Um, Have you ever used an auto belay? No, they, all of that stuff is mildly terrifying to me. <laughs> I used one at an indoor rock climbing thing and it was, it looks like a garden hose reel and I'm hooked up to it. And I'm like, I'm trusting this garden hose reel to not kill me. Uh, it's simultaneously exhilarating and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. It's good fun. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, if you want something that's maybe a little bit more low key and a little bit social, um, go out dancing or do take some dance lessons. I've always wanted to do hip hop dancing. Me too. Just as like, we can go and do that. (laughs) We should. I reckon rhythmically I'm very good. I have good body awareness, but my body's just not used to moving in hip hop like ways. Yeah, I am not that kind of coordinated. No, so I'm sure I could get there, but it would take a while. But Same. I, I'm someone who kind of likes, you know, that bit of a challenge. Oh, it's fun. You right? want to have room to Learning. grow. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So look, lots of that sort of stuff. Um, just go and do things. Use your body. Yeah. Uh, and or and or explore some different group fitness classes. Um, if you only ever done kind of cardio stuff go check out what's it like to work with a pt and do some Mm -hmm. weights um try a you know try an f45 something that's got a little bit more structure Mm -hmm. try a yoga class something that's got more structure but is on the total opposite end of that cardio sort of spectrum um you know there's no there's no right no wrong try a bunch of things see what you like all comes back to see what you like absolutely couldn't agree more with that just Go out there, try it, see what happens, right? Yep, that's it. Let's wrap up today's show, shall we? Mm. A couple of hot tips to take the common sense approach. First of all, pay attention to how you're feeling about the thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Is it still bringing you joy and excitement? Are you still happy to get out of bed to do it? Yay or nay? 
it's okay to take a break. Either have a couple, you know, have a day off, a week off, a couple of weeks off, or to take a, you know, a full-on hard break from that particular exercise and do something different Absolutely. in the future as well. Absolutely. Which is our next common sense approach, which is to try something new, and it doesn't have to be remotely related to what you're doing. It can be no. polar opposite. It can be super minimal impact. Go try some lawn bowls. Yep explore darts try things out you're not signing up for the rest of your life go do a trial here or there see what you like that's actually a really good point get into some trials you know that's a good way to just experiment and just see what see what's out there Mm -hmm. and um you might end up last point is you might end up coming back to the exercise so or to the movement so don't don't feel bad about it you know yeah nothing is forever unless you want it to be yeah sounds good Well, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Subscribe to our podcast to get the latest episodes as soon as they come out. And if you want to stay healthy the common sense way, like and follow and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Until next time, my name is Dave. And I'm Erin. And we'll catch you later. Bye.